This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badwini. These are grown men. Um, they are. They're in, in this league, and I refuse to believe otherwise. The, these men play their tails off. They go to work, and they have a lot of pride. Uh, there's a lot of pride in the locker room. There's a lot of pride throughout the NFL in terms of they're putting on tape and they're showing out and they're trying to play for one another and their, their teammates, their family. There's there's a lot of whys for why people show up. So um, if you need somebody, and it's just my opinion, to be in your but yelling at you to get going, playing a child's game at a King's Ransom, then you don't deserve to wear the logo, period. And, uh, and I know we got great character guys. I know they were playing their butts off. It just every once in a while you get your fucking, excuse my language, uh, you get your teeth knocked in. Yes. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Badwini, and this is your number one stop for all things Jets content and news. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to apologize for my brief hiatus from the podcast. Jets had their bye last week, and luckily I was sick all week long and wasn't able to get any uh, any podcast stuff done, but luckily for me, the Jets were on bye, like I said before, and just missed two picks pods. Still kept track of the picks, so we'll get back on track with that this week. And let's get right into this depressing week of Jets football. The Jets lost to the Patriots. If I had a nickel for every time I said that that sentence, I'd be a millionaire. But uh, it was a 54-13 defeat in Foxborough. You know, I thought the lowest point of the season would be the 26-0 shutout in Denver, and I was wrong. Totally, totally wrong. Zach Wilson suffered a PCL strain in the game yesterday after two dirty, dirty hits from Patriots defenders Lawrence Guy and Matt Judon. Uh, Mike White came in to finish the game for the Jets, and uh, he did okay, I guess. Did 200 yards passing, two interceptions. That's besides the point, though. The point here, Jets fans, is once again, and for what has been the case for the past five years or so, the Jets' season is over virtually before Thanksgiving, and in this case, before Halloween. There is officially nothing to watch for now that Zach Wilson's going to be out with injury. And it, this is this is on everybody. This is on the organization. This is on the front office. This is on the coaching staff. This is on the team around your quote-unquote young franchise quarterback. And it's complete ineptitude and lack of, I don't even, lack of everything to protect this kid. Because for the past six weeks of the season, Zach's been running around for his life. Obviously, he hasn't been playing the best, but he's a rookie quarterback. What more can you ask of him? And now he's he's out for the next two, for the foreseeable future, next two to four weeks, according to some of these reports I'm reading, and it's just so frustrating. Uh, coming off a bye, you have you have two weeks to prepare for this Patriots team that is not good. The Patriots are not a good football team in 2021. They were 0 and 4 at home, coming into the, coming into this game 2 and 4, and the Jets couldn't even keep it competitive. I don't even know where to begin with this because there's just so many so many things wrong 
with the, the current Jets situation right now, the, the fact that there is no backup quarterback, no veteran veteran QB to put in that can, can competently run the offense. Uh, I, I think Ryan Clark said it best uh, from ESPN yesterday. The only, the, only the Jets would have their backup quarterback with less starting experience than their rookie second overall pick. I don't understand what the thought process was by Douglas and company heading into this season to have Mike White as the backup for Zach Wilson. Forget about the injury aspect of if he goes down, who's quarterbacking the team. Having a, a mentor, someone who's done it, who's been in the league, who's gone to meetings every week, who's prepared for football games, who can teach Zach and take him under his wing how to be a professional quarterback, like how Sam Darnold had Josh McCown, how Geno Smith had Mark Sanchez to an extent. It's just, it's just, it's just mind-numbing. I'm just going to keep spitballing here with uh, this game yesterday. I'm just going to things that come to my mind. How about Mike LaFleur? our first-year offensive coordinator, with two weeks to prepare for this Patriots team. First drive of the game, first offensive possession, run, run, pass, three and out. You had two weeks, Mike, to prepare for this game. Two weeks. And that's the best you can come up with. It's great. It's great. How about Coach Sala and Coach Ulbrich letting Mac Jones, Mr., Five yards per completion, Mr. Captain Checkdown, letting him throw for his first 300-yard game in his professional football career. How about a Patriots team that hadn't put up 50 points since the Tom Brady era? How about the players complaining about the Patriots running up the score in a game where they clearly gave up? You know, maybe they don't run up the score if you uh, make some stops or make some plays on offense to keep the defense on the on the sideline, give them some time to breathe, but no. Yeah, complain about them running up the score when you can't even make a goddamn play. Any and all optimism that Jets fans had going into the season that they were able to hold on to through the first six weeks of the season is now officially gone. Your quarterback, your rookie quarterback, who was supposed to be the only thing worth watching this season is gone. One of the worst parts about watching those Zach hits yesterday, and I'm, I'm watching the, the video right now on my phone, th there was no reaction from the Jets' sideline watching these guys, watching the Patriots take down their guy, their leader, their quarterback. There's there's nobody on the sideline jumping up and down screaming, what the hell's going on with these hits? Nothing. No one's yelling at the referees. There's no life. And to make matters worse, after Zach leaves the game, there's no urgency. There's no, hey, they just punched us in the mouth. Let's punch them in the mouth. No one, no, no, no one on the defense went after Mac Jones. No one went after anybody. It was just overall a lifeless, disgusting performance by the Jets, and I just couldn't be more disappointed and frustrated in, in the direction of this team. Salah is a rookie head coach. I get it, but he, how do you how do you look so unprepared and unorganized and display any sense semblance of a game plan going to this game after a bye from LaFleur from Sala the defense and offense just looked terrible how off a bye you had a week to prepare an extra week the best coaches in football do their best off a bye it's just a fact guys like Andy Reid Sean McVay Bill Belichick they when they have an extra week to game plan they use it they find the other team's weaknesses and exploit them and it's just something the Jets are, are incapable of.
looking at the schedule going forward, I mean, the Jets are one and five right now. They're going to lose to Cincinnati next week, and I, I thought with Zach that could have been a winnable game. It smells like a trap. Cincinnati's a young team. You know, they just had a couple big wins ripped off. Uh, they beat the Ravens. They beat the Steelers a couple weeks ago. They're they're the first place in the AFC right now. I think that that could have been a trap game with Zach, but when that, with Mike White at quarterback, yeah. <laughs> week after that, Thursday night football on prime time. Get to watch get to watch Mike White go against the Indianapolis Colts, who just embarrassed the 49ers last night in prime time. And then the week after that, I don't want Zach's first game back against the Buffalo Bills. Are you kidding me? Hell no. Sit him out that game, too. If you want to bring him back for the home game against Miami in Week 11, that's fine. That's a good first game to come back to. But just, oh, it's going to be so hard to watch this team the next couple weeks, man. It's going to be so difficult. It's going to be, it's going to be so brutal. It's going to be like having, this is just like, like, tw- like 2019 when Darnold went out with Mono. We're going to be watching freaking Luke Falk for the next three weeks, Mike White. Someone with no regular season experience, not going to be in the NFL after the season. It's disgusting, man. Sick to my stomach thinking about it. I'm sorry that this has been a bit of an incoherent rant. I'm just kind of going out of order here. Just whatever's popping into my mind right now. I'm just so pissed off. I can't even. Just my 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 whole week is ruined. My next the next month of my life is ruined. This is ridiculous. Goddamn Jets. All right, to wrap this up. Uh, there are a few things the Jets are going to have to do the following weeks because it's officially tank mode. We're not winning games for the next couple weeks, and the season's over. So until Zach comes back, I'm not going to be rooting for any wins. Need that better draft position for Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau or Iowa center Taylor Linderbaum. So I'm just going to throw out there, the Jets need need to trade Marcus May right now get whatever you can for him because clearly yesterday he was not all there. He was missing tackles left and right, uh, missing coverages. Obviously, he doesn't want to be here. Get him to a contender. Get him to wherever he wants to be. Get him out of here. Let the young guys play at those uh, safety positions. Ashton Davis was, uh, you know, he was actually one of the bright spots yesterday. I was watching him fly around the field making tackles left and right. I mean, what else can you do when you're just getting punched in the mouth repeatedly? So Marcus May, get him up out of here. Jamison Crowder, slot receiver, one of the better slot receivers in football. Trade him. Get him to a contender who needs receivers. Uh, let Elijah Moore play in the slot. Braxton Barrios can back him up. Get whatever you can for these guys. And another another person who I think the Jets should try and trade, Who although I don't really think anyone wants a 28-year-old defensive tackle uh, coming off his first rookie contract, Nathan Shepard. Uh, maybe you can get a seventh-round pick for him, maybe a 2023 sixth. Who, who the fuck knows, man? Just... Any, any veteran on a on a expiring deal who's set to be a free agent going into 2022, trade him. Get a draft pick because this team needs to be stripped down to the bones, okay? Everybody's got to go. Everybody who's not a building block for the future has to go. And other than that, I don't know. What, what, what are they going to do? Sign him to another backup quarterback? Like, who's out there? Blake Bortles? He knew the system in Green Bay from his brother. This is just a disaster, man. Just a complete and utter disaster. And I am so not excited to watch Jets football for the next few weeks. And I'm, I don't want to talk about this anymore because it's just going to keep burning my day. So I'm going to try and pick myself up and continue on with the week. And I hope you try and do the same because that's what we deserve as people. And if you're a Jets fan, I'm with you. I'm here with you. And we're going to get through this, all right? Me and you together. We're going to get through this, all right? So thank you for tuning in to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. I'm Charlie.
And uh, I'll see you guys next week. You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badweaver. 